and new moon blessings to you on this new moon going into Leo season of 2020. Welcome to the Wisdom of Wise Women podcast. I am your host, Christy Durkacy. I am coming off of 36 hours of rest and reading and integration. Um, I am feeling this new moon all the ways. I am feeling my feminine cycle in all the ways. And it has been really a beautiful time these last um, hours <laughs> as I've really just sat and done what was asked of me to do by my body and by my intuition. So we're going to talk about a lot of that stuff today. This is more than just a new moon episode, though it certainly will cover all things things new moon. Um, We are also going to cover women's rights and rights is R-I-T-E-S as in um, rituals surrounding the divine and natural feminine cycle. So buckle up for that. That's going to be a lot of um, information and wisdom that is ancient and it is called womb wisdom. Um, so be curious about that. It, it is a totally beautiful gift. So we're going to cover that as well because it rolls in really nicely with how the moon works with the feminine cycle at the new moon. So that's the relationship there. Um, I hope you had a really good time jamming with me and Cindra last week on our episode. I know that was an intense episode and an uncomfortable subject, but I think that she really did a beautiful job of humanizing it and bringing it to our awareness and it was so great to have her here she's a very wise and powerful individual so that's what this podcast is all about and I'm so glad that she's here or was here with me Um, I have more guests coming up for you. They will be back. The next guest will be back um, towards the end of Leo season. So hang out for that. For now, we are back into our mini series, the second half of it with the new moon today. Um, And then we will have the episode on the waxing moon next week. So um, yeah, so today is the day before the new moon, actually, as I'm recording this. It's Sunday, and <laughs> for those of you in the Chicago area, we experienced some pretty wild weather this morning. We had another sort of like Cancerian monsoon, which is this perfect storm of thunder and lightning and wind and rain, and it really just seemed like um, a beautiful way of experiencing Cancerian energy as it now meets Leo energy and Leo is a fire sign so now here in the afternoon it's still a bit cloudy but it's extremely hot the sun is um, coming through the clouds pretty clearly and again like nature is just totally showing us our astrological weather in a big way right now the water of cancer is now replaced by the fire and heat of leo so <laughs> that is amazing and and also storms high winds things like that are really energy clearing so it's, this is nature's way of sort of pushing out um, the old astrological energy and calling in the new so i definitely feel that and was witnessing that in a really receptive open way this morning so this is very cool i really like when um, the spirit world or the world of the universe divine order sort of um, 
gets really, really close and clear in what it's doing with us. So that was cool. It did do that this morning and today, and I, I see it this way. So yeah. So I'm really glad that you're here. I'm excited to go through this with you. I have a really beautiful meditation for you. I have some really stimulating journal prompts. Um, I have some books that I'm going to be mentioning in this episode in particular that will be in the show notes at the end. So if you're curious to build yourself a little reading list around this topic, I highly encourage you to check them out. Um, And yeah, we'll close like we always do with an outro and blessings for your week and all of that. But so glad you're here, friends. So glad you're curious about this. Let's jam. Welcome to Jam Time. The episode is called um, Lunar Attunement, Moving Inward and Toward New Beginnings with the New Moon. So that's basically what's happening right now. And I am actually recording this the day before the new moon. So I, I wanted to make sure that I was like fully physically in this energy myself and within that phase of my feminine cycle so that I could really feel um the energy as I talk about it and I am absolutely there this has been a um slow sort of movement towards myself and inward towards uh, the slight sensations of my body um so this is something that I feel very much during the waning phases of the lunar cycle and my body is waning also um and preparing for release that comes during this new moon time um so so yeah so in the in the intro I was saying that we are going to cover the new moon and we're going to cover women's rights r i t e s right alongside it because Um, Just as living with the uh, phases of the moon is a very ancient practice, it's an ancient practice because women lived in sync with the moon and their feminine cycle as well. So um, these things absolutely roll together. If you're a man listening to this, again, absolutely no worries at all this pertains to you because we can all live with the cycles of the moon and notice how it affects our energetic bodies, our physical bodies, our emotional bodies, all these things, um, because it absolutely does. It really doesn't matter if what um, biological sex you are or how you identify, um, it. you can live with, with the cycles of the moon and I highly encourage you to do so. It's a really beautiful and empowering way to live because it really does allow you to harness the energy that works so intimately within your own body um, and is also working with our entire earth. So um, that's an, that's alignment for me. Um, again, like if this is something that you're not really familiar with but are looking to try out, um, go for it. But definitely give it more than just one lunar cycle, okay? Like this, this doesn't this is um, sort of rewriting how we approach our lives and our bodies and it takes time. So if you are really truly looking to do this and commit to it fully, um, I would give it a year, honestly. Um, it takes a really quite a lengthy time to 
reprogram yourself to honor this cycle in this way and it takes a while to um, sort of make sure that you have the people in your life knowing where you are and why you're there <laughs> um, because sometimes you know when you start saying oh no I'm I'm not like socializing at that time or whatever people are like what um, you know, and you can, you don't have to, the beauty of it is you never have to explain yourself, but if you are telling your friends, Hey, like I really want to live in tune with the moon and I really want to start paying closer attention to my feminine cycle. Um, maybe they'll understand, maybe they won't, but that's at your discretion to share with them. But it does take some time also just for you, not for others to be able to like make those choices and be fully in a state of honoring, um, this, uh, how you're going to connect with the lunar energy and with your own energy. So, okay. So, and this is also a really cool time to do that while we're still sort of riding out this pandemic because we don't really have too much of like a strongly packed social calendar. So really there's no time like the present to sort of get back to these um, ancient and really empowering ways of living so if you're curious about them definitely go for it you know and I'm also here to help if you have questions or um, you're just unsure or you need some affirmation that this is okay for you like reach out to me I would be really glad to affirm you and your journey and your choices that I know will be so empowering and bring you so much restoration to your life okay so that's sort of a side tangent. <laughs> Forgive me. Um, but okay, anyways, like I said, the new moon is in Leo. So we are walking into a fire season again. Very exciting. Um, there is a pagan holiday called Lamas. And that is in Leo season. That is the first harvest. This is again a little bit tangential. But like again, if these these holidays these pagan holidays that we some of them have been annexed into the christian calendar um they are also lunar in nature and um, it's called the wheel of the year you may have heard it in reference to like wiccan practices but again like living by the wheel of the year is not um it is not like anything necessarily to do or rooted in wiccan culture or belief but it is definitely a pagan practice and it's a pagan practice because um, it's something that the patriarchy just doesn't offer us. But if we are looking to be more honoring to nature and to our natural cycles, we can choose to also honor the wheel of the year and the holidays and celebrations, which are very, very beautiful, by the way. If you spend some time looking them up, they are all really wonderful things to celebrate and um, pour gratitude into. So um, yeah, I would encourage that as well. Um, you know, I get it. Like it's it's not maybe something that you grew up with or that you know anything about, but you know, who says that you have to live the way you grew up, right? Like where's the where's the expansion in that? Where's the healing in that? Where is um the curiosity in that? So I don't know. I would push you out of your comfort zone some and encourage you to Google <laughs> the wheel of the year. All right. Another tangent. Okay, I guess I'm full of tangents. I guess I have a lot to say, which is surprising, but I guess it's because I've been resting for lots of hours that I suddenly have this burst of energy. But okay, 
I'm going to get us on track now, I promise. Thank you for bearing with me. I hope this is still informative anyways, but... Okay, so, all right, the new moon is a sacred time. It is a very, very sacred time. It is ritualized um, in many, many cultures, um, so there's that. Um, and it also marks the complete shed of old identities and stories. Um, many women bleed during the dark moon phase. It is also a powerful time for connection to spirit and to self. So... Um, when we talk of the dark moon, we are talking of the new moon as well. Those are interchangeable. So, um, under the dark moon, we are releasing the things that do not serve us because this is what is known in the cycle and in the archetypal cycle as the death phase. So the the new moon is symbolized by the crone, so the old lady or old lady death, um, the dark goddess, you can call it whatever you like. Um, she goes by all these names, and um, when we really surrender to her and to that energy, we are really able to use it for some glorious, glorious, powerful things. Um, so it's a powerful time for connection to spirit and connection to self, like I was saying, um, our intuition is really heightened at this phase because um, if you think about it, like the sky is dark, we don't have light outside of the stars, the moon is not shining on us, so we really have to tap into our senses and intuition is also part of our senses, right? Like it's not part of the five traditional ones, but it is a very important way of seeing um, so while the sky is dark, we rely heavily on our senses and we did this way before there were lights of cities and streetlights and things like that. So we can always go back to that mode of tapping our senses and heightening them under the dark moon. Um, so yeah, so we are able to tap our intuition for direction to form new intentions for the future. And that's because during the dark moon phase, we are quiet, we are still, we are inward, we are resting, we are taking time and space to regenerate. Um, the, the dark moon is somewhat of a paradox because as we are going through a death phase, we are also preparing for rebirth. So um, I'm going to get into that in a little while, but just keep that in the back of your mind a little bit and just mull that paradox over. So yeah, we can feel safe to sit in stillness and let ourselves and the next steps on our path be revealed to us. There's no pushing here, right? Like we're not here to push. We're just here to be with ourselves and just be however we are. Um, as always, as with any phase of the moon, the zodiacal sign that the moon and sun are in at this time exert a powerful energy as well. So the sun and the moon are in the same uh, zodiac sign at the new moon. That's why we have the new moon. And so, for example, this new moon is in the sign of Leo. Um, yeah, so yeah so okay this um this as always you can we can use this energy that we're stepping into to like harness the energy for our own rebirth so we are birthing into a fire sign um 
and honestly like you can take that or leave that like you can like I said before I believe you don't have to work with astrology in order to work with the moon these are somewhat separate but if you are going to start pursuing some astrology starting with the moon is a really really powerful way to start off um, because you can observe how the different um, phases and signs affect you personally, right? So like if there's a waning moon in Pisces, um, how does that feel for you, right? And again, like when you're journaling, that's really helpful because then you can really go back and see how you were feeling as the moon traversed the sky. So I would encourage you to do that. Um, because we're deep within and spending time with who we are and who we want to become, a packed calendar is not advisable at this time. Um, and that's for the reasons that I mentioned above. Like this is the unplug. It's the recenter, the rest, and the spend time doing restorative things phase. Um, this can be journaling, meditation, resting, calling on guides and angels for support, reading and relaxing, um, taking a bath, whatever helps you to reconnect to you and yourself and your path. Um, rest is so important because it's a process of allowing ourselves to be as we are, even when um, there's no action around us. Um, the stimulation comes from within and we are becoming wiser through integration and embodiment. So even when you feel like um, you're resting and doing nothing or just like doing something semi-passive, this really isn't all that passive as in like reading, um, it depends on what you're reading, I guess, but like uh, you're still doing a whole bunch internally and possibly subconsciously, right? Like all the things that happen over this last lunar phase, all the intentions, all the meetings, all the... Um, Anything that happened basically is now being integrated because we're making the space and time to do so. So this is why it's so imperative to find those days of rest. And I understand that everybody's um, version of rest is going to be a little bit different and also the time amount is going to be a little bit different. Um, moms that have little kids at home or families you know, rest seems like a commodity, but really, honestly, it isn't. Please make it a priority to find that time for yourself because um, you can't give from an empty cup, basically. And if you are um, synced up with the lunar cycle, with your own feminine cycle, your body craves rest so very much. And if you'd only listen to it, you will be able to feel that in a big way. So, Wherever you are um, with your practicing of rest or not practicing, I highly encourage you to take it up a level um, and really do something restorative for yourself at this time. So um, at the new moon, you can use ceremony to make sacred what you are processing. You can burn old intentions that are no longer aligned or have been fulfilled. Um, you can also burn things that you write down like patterns or beliefs or habits that no longer serve you and you wish to release so if you were really able to like make some breakthroughs over the next cycle or over the past cycle sorry um you can write down what you were able to work through and bring your conscious awareness to and then you can burn it 
Um, and that is the ceremonial act of releasing something to be consumed by the elements and heal it. So I would highly encourage you to try something like that as well. Um, you can pull a card reading for direction on the new lunar cycle. You can sit quietly with a beloved other or others um, and reflect on your journeys. This is not like the dance party that we would want to throw at the full moon, but if you do want to gather with other women, um, I think it's a really beautiful thing to do. I'm planning to start putting that together now that people are venturing out a little bit um, and ritualizing the new moon for myself and for others because I think it's so important. It's a quiet time, yes, but it's you can still bring yourself into a reflective quiet time when that's the intention right so when everybody's intending to be quiet and reflective and honoring of that it's a really restful way to spend time in the company of others okay and again we're resting and remembering ourselves at this time that's what we're doing that's our intention that's what we're looking to fulfill um yeah, and then again, going back to the archetype of the crone, the crone is the wise woman. She is the old woman that has lived, that has experienced, that has witnessed, that has traveled through different phases and seasons of life and is now at her peak of wisdom and is ready for um, like the ultimate surrender, which is death. Um, and the crone can also be a symbol of death. Like I was saying, like the, the death mother, the death goddess. Um, so yeah, but yeah, but like, as we are using this archetype for ourselves, regardless of our age, we are her as in we are integrating what we've experienced and what we are now embodying through living these the phases of the moon and the last lunar cycle. So when we talk about the crone here and we relate it to ourselves, that's what we mean. We mean like now we are so much wiser because we've lived another through another cycle of life and we have all this wisdom that we can take forward um, and we are becoming more of a wise woman than ever before, which is so awesome, right? Like, because we, we have that chance is renewed for us with every new moon, right? To become wiser, to become more integrated, to become more aware of what we are experiencing and how it affects our lives, right? And when we're using intention, um, and we start to see our intentions coming to fruition at the full moon and the lessons that come up around these things and being shown what we need to release and then actually doing it. Um, that's how we really start to like build and make progress in our lives. And the crone knows this, the wise woman knows this. And so when we want to fully integrate and become that wise woman, this is how we do it. Okay. So that is pretty much what I wanted to say about the new moon. I'm going to weave back and forth here, but I'm going to shift gears slightly to contextualize this time with women's rights. Um, so ancient goes back to the days when the goddess was worshipped. So this is like thousands of years ago. This was before the patriarchy and the patriarchy has been around for several thousand years. Um, if you've ever heard of the age of Aquarius, 
Um, that's the age that we have been entering into for quite some time now. And I believe we are entering like fully into now as our world is like really crumbling and shifting and changing. Um, so the patriarchy was the Piscean age. So the age of Pisces. Anyways, um, <laughs> I have so much to say today. It's cracking me up. Okay. Let me just like recenter on where I'm going here and where I'm taking you. I'm taking you into yourself. That's the intention. Okay, so um, let me just start off by asking this. If you're a woman listening, what are your thoughts and feelings about your feminine cycle? Just sit with that question some, and that's going to come up again in the journaling questions at the end. But like, what has society, the women of your community and your family you yourself, like what, what has shaped your perspective on your feminine cycle, whether it be positive or negative? Um, that's something that you should be curious about. It's very important, especially if you're looking to like live in tune with the moon, because if you have a negative view or you have some heavy beliefs around what your cycle is, um, that's going to be your first job to clear those. And also, um, do you involve your partner in your experience? Um, if you have sort of a shadow relationship with your feminine cycle and, you know, aren't fully like at peace with it, perhaps you don't include your partner with it. Um, maybe, I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, but if you're looking to have a more harmonious relationship with your feminine cycle and really looking to experience it in a powerful way where you're really harnessing all your different energetic phases as you move through the cycle, I would encourage you to include your partner. Now, if you're a man listening, um, same question to you. Like, what are your beliefs and feelings about the feminine cycle? And what has society taught you about it? Like, what is your, what are your mom, what did your mom teach you about it? What did your sisters teach you about it? Were you left completely in the dark and you know nothing? I feel like a lot of men that I talk to really don't have a clue about the feminine cycle other than what they've picked up in like movies or TV or like randomly got scarred by one of their sisters from something that they said or what they found when they were like seven years old. Um, like, and that is like no fault of men, but I would encourage you to get really, really curious. And if you have a partner who's willing to speak and share her experience with you, I would definitely get involved because it will bring you not only to a higher level of intimacy, but it will also help you understand how a woman experiences the world when she's in her full power, right? Because being in your full feminine cycle means being in your full feminine energy and honoring the changes and shifts that your body makes. And that is a very empowering thing to do. And as a partner to a woman like that, you want to be able to also honor those phases. So I'm speaking heteronormatively and I apologize for that. Um, So forgive me, but I I know that I have male listeners here. um, And I want to just like address your role in this because you absolutely have a role. Um, And I think you'll honestly be fascinated. I know like my former partner and I um, towards towards like more of the end of our relationship, not that like we really knew the end was coming at this time, but anyways, like 
he got really curious about my feminine cycle. I started to talk about it more. Um, I started to talk about how I was living in tune with the moon more. So by that time, like he knew I was living in tune with the moon. Um, I had a really, I definitely had a shadow relationship with my feminine cycle. Like I thought it was like dirty and gross. And I was like afraid of my own body for a really long time. I really didn't want my partners anywhere near it. Um, and that's because I didn't realize it was magical. But as I started to live in tune with the moon, what innately happened was I got to know my own body and its power in a deeper, more intimate way. And I started to share that with him because it was like, well, no, like I don't want to go out to dinner. Like it's around the new moon. I'm in my bleed phase. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. I'm inward. You know, I don't want to go see a concert. And so it affected our lives. Um, and that's when he started to be like, well, I wonder if I could live in tune with the moon. And I was like, yes, you absolutely can. Like, this is for everyone. And, you know, and then I was asking him, like, are you curious about how the experience is to be a woman? Like, what do you know about feminine cycle? And he like admitted to knowing very little and um, was very much in the dark and was very, very open and receptive to learning and having me speak about it. And he didn't find discomfort there at all which is really amazing and beautiful because I think that sometimes, um, and I don't want to like speak for all men, but I'll speak for some, like it's uncomfortable because you just don't know what it is and you haven't been given the right information to know and process what it is. Right. And like some women don't even have the right information. Like I certainly was one of them. Like I learned a lot about being a woman and being a woman that experiences a feminine cycle regardless of if I want to or not um, as an adult right like I spent most of my teenage years just dealing with it and like oh my god like I have my period again how annoying you know that whole attitude Um, but I wasn't in my full power at the time and now I am so there's that it will bring you into your full power, I promise you. Um, And it will bring you into another level of your relationship as well, which is honestly what what this life is all about, deepening intimacy over time and learning new things about each other and learning the the cycles of the other and what what role they play in life and how they dictate how we show up. Um, And for women, this is very, very real. This is not... um, something that's fabricated this is not something that only a few women go through like every woman regardless of if they get a period or not can experience their feminine cycle if they want to pay attention Um, and if their partner wants to pay attention with them even more beautiful even more powerful okay so there's that um yeah rites and ritual are etymologically similar Um, ritual comes from rites and it just means that like it's like sacred honoring of something right so like because we are women because we go through this um life death rebirth cycle with every lunar turn like with every season of the moon um we can we have rights that can go around that to honor our process right so like we can do full moon celebrations we can do new new moon ceremonies we can ritualize how we treat our energy as we uh, move through the transitions of the phases 
Um, and that's because it helps us to pay attention, right? Like it not only honors our divine nature, but it also helps us pay attention better. Because when we know, oh, hey, the full moon is coming up and I'm doing this every month to honor the full moon, you're tapping your energy at that time as well because you're paying attention already and you're able to pay better attention to like macro and micro. So you on an individual level, if you're gathering with others, you know, you're getting that input as well. So like you can learn about the experience of others around these times. Um, I also want to mention that even if your cycle isn't fully synced up with the lunar cycle, um, that's fine. It doesn't matter. You can still honor both. And the more you pay attention to the moon, the more your cycle will shift to be in alignment with it, which is like one of those things. But it's like the other, th- like the other weird thing where like when you work in an office of women or you live in a dorm or you're like around women all the time, like your cycle syncs up with theirs. It's a really divine, powerful thing. That's all I'm going to tell you. And some things like, you know, we can speculate on, but it's really just the mystery and power of the body. So there's that. Um, Yeah. So the other thing that I want to say here too um, is that's an amazing way to honor this that maybe you haven't considered before is that females are the only creatures on the planet that can bleed for a set of days without being wounded and without dying. So women, I hope that really shifts you into a perspective of awe and wonder for your body. And men, I hope that really makes you think, holy crap, that's amazing and incredible and I've never thought of it that way before. Um, because that is true. That absolutely is true. Like it is the miracle of life and giving life. Um, and it's, that's why it's so powerful, right? Like that's what like menzies are like that blood is life giving blood and it is creative substance. So why, why dread that? Why be in opposition to that? It's such a powerful thing that we have within us. Um, yeah, so what else do I want to say about this? Yeah, I mean, regardless of where you are on your cycle right now, um, it doesn't matter. Like, it's still, you're still in the magic of your full feminine, wild, divine essence. Um, And you're also like getting into right relationship with the moon, which is huge. And that's so important. Um, If you are interested in learning more about like dark goddess energy, and when I say dark goddess, there's no negative connotation here, like death, small d death, which is like change, and also capital D death, which is like the final surrender at the end of life. These are all part of life and they make life what it is, right? So like when we talk about dark goddess, we're usually speaking about death in some way. Um, But it's really, really important also to get into right relationship with that because when we go through cycles of life, all cycles have a beginning and an end. And when the end comes, it is a small d death. It is something that is leaving our lives and will not return in the same manner that it was there before. So um, there's a really amazing book about like dark goddess um, energy and working with the dark goddess and working with death, um, 
like small d death, also like capital D death, but it's by an astrologer named Demetra George and it's called Mysteries of the Dark Moon. So if you're interested and curious and you want to get into some goddess lore as well, highly encourage you to read it. Um, and then like I want to address something else here and that is the societal construct of PMS. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, be it a man or a woman, I would encourage you to remove that from your vocabulary. And here's why. Um, it is a patriarchal construct. There is nothing like syndromatic about like premenstruation period. Like it is simply a huge a time of huge change within your body, okay? And that demands attention and respect, which flippantly calling it PMS or labeling that takes away from the miracle that's happening inside of you. So I would highly encourage you to remove disparaging vocabulary or disempowering vocabulary from your use. And I definitely would say that PMS is absolutely has no place in your vocabulary going forward. Of course, it's your choice, but I'm just letting you know, like, this is not, this is not honoring to women. This is not honoring of our cycles. This is not honoring of our bodies. And it's not accurate either. And I'm going to get into that now. Um, when we, when we are in the world, pushing as hard as ever, keeping up as if nothing were happening inside of us, um, we are going against the flow of the river. Um, I think that's a really accurate analogy because our body is saying, slow down, pay attention. I have a huge amount of change coming in me right now, happening in me and coming through. Um, and you're refusing to acknowledge that. So what happens when we don't acknowledge things, when we don't acknowledge problems, when we don't acknowledge um, emotions? They come up in ways that are super uncomfortable. Well, your body is no different. If you're not paying a lick of attention to what's happening in your body, you will have the manifestation of cramps. You will have the manifestation of mood swings. You will have the manifestation of discomfort, bloating. If you're feeding yourself like you feed yourself through the rest of your cycle, those kind of um, like body digestive issues can come up, right? Because like this is a really sensitive time for women. And it's not sensitive and like, oh, her feelings get hurt so easy right now. Again, that's the patronizing patriarchy saying that. We are sensitive creatures anyways. That's a blessing because that means we're highly intuitive. Um, what this is right now is your body is preparing to shed and release and things are dropping off, coming off the line, um, petering out, coming down, winding down. That's what this whole thing is about. And so when we dishonor that or ignore it, we get these wonky symptoms that are then labeled by everyone as PMS. Um, I would encourage you if you do undertake living in tune with the moon for the next year and your cycle starts to shift so that it matches up, um, pay attention and start truly doing what you need to do in order to honor your own body. And I realize that our society doesn't really set us up for success in this way because we can't take a few days off of work every month in order to honor our feminine cycle. And that's bullshit. It really is. Um, it's completely discriminatory and wrong. Um, so 
I mean, if you're exiting the patriarchy and like living a nomad like me, you can do this. Um, if you work from home anyways, which a lot of us are doing now because we are not like convening as we had once, uh, I would encourage you not to push so hard on those days. Um, and that doesn't mean that you're showing up less or being out of integrity with your work. It means that you're stepping toward a more aligned life and honoring yourself in bigger ways. Um, and so I can't tell you how to do that. You, you have to run on your own cycle. I can make suggestions for you. I can tell you how I did it. Um, but d- I can tell you right now, days when I was at work, when I was feeling sleepy, foggy, tired, irritable, um, those were days when I should have been paying attention to myself um, instead of like pushing as hard as I possibly can and trying to keep up with the guys because that is not that is not how it works. Like we are not biologically d- designed the same as men. Um, but again, the lunar cycle does affect men if they pay attention. They have to pay a little more attention because it's that is evident. Um, but please do not be so cut off from your own cycle that you label any kind of sensitive experience of your body or any sign and signal of your body as PMS. I, I would really encourage you not to do that. I really see it as something that's very unloving. So, um, and also untrue. And we're here to, to be in our truth and in our wisdom. So, okay, that's what I'm going to say about that. I think that's all I have to say about that. Um, yeah, we want to honor and venerate our bodies. That's what we do at the new moon. That's where we honor the power of release and surrender and death, small d death, shedding, Um, it's powerful because when we're synced up with our feminine cycle, um, and actually like, even if you're not, um, you can still shed and release at both times and you'll experience these things, um, in their own energetic way. But like when they are synced, it's even more powerful, but it really doesn't matter that it will happen in time. Um, like when you, when you have release energy come to you, getting rid of old beliefs and patterns and habits becomes like with the flow. It goes with the flow of the river, basically. Like you're not pushing against the current. You're not walking upstream. You are working with the energy that is provided for you. So because your body is already within a state of release and surrender, you can do that with your psyche as well. You can do that with your with your unconscious. You can do that with your shadow. You can release at the same time that you're physically releasing because your biology is already there. So your body's already in that state. So all you have to do is bring your psychic awareness to that state as well. And that's where the magic is. It's, it's incredible. I can only tell you how amazing it is. And once you experience it, you'll be like, holy cow, this is, this is exactly what I need. Um, okay. So yeah. So I'm going to read a couple paragraphs from the book, The Red Tent. It's by Anita Diamant. I'm not sure if I'm saying her last name correctly, but anyways, this will be in the show notes, but I just want to read this because it really captures what we're talking about here. In the red tent, the truth is known. In the red tent, where days pass like a gentle stream, as the gift of Inanna courses through us, Cleansing the body of last month's death, preparing the body to receive the new month's life, women give thanks for repose and restoration, 
for the knowledge that life comes from between our legs and that life costs blood. I see that as a very succinct way of wrapping up everything I just have been talking about, honestly. Um, For those of you who are like, what's a red tent? Red tent was used, again, back in the days of the goddess. Um, So thousands of years ago, women would gather in the red tent to experience their bleed. Um, and they would rest for about three days in the quiet and dark of the new moon. They would gather, they had food there. Um, it was just like a time of like rest, restoration, sharing with other women, communing and, um, letting their blood flow. Okay. This is the second paragraph I want to read is again, like along the same lines. With every new moon, I took my place in the red tent and I learned from my mother how to keep my feet from touching the bare earth and how to sit comfortably on a rag over straw. My days took shape in relation to the waxing and waning of the moon. Time wrapped itself around the gathering gathering within my body, the swelling of my breasts, the aching anticipation of release, the three quiet days of separation and pause. Um, so when you think about it, three days or maybe not even three days but like because and another reason why these women gathered is because like they didn't have um diva cups they didn't have pads and tampons back then so they had to like be stationary and like sit on something that would collect their blood otherwise obviously it would be everywhere um so we obviously have mobility now because we have all these things available to us so maybe it's not three days for you but Again, listen to your body. Your body will let you know what it needs. For me personally, the days leading up to my cycle, like the, especially like the last two before I begin my bleed phase, I need to be resting. I need to be quiet and inward. Um, and then usually the first day of my bleed is really intense as well. I can really feel my womb speaking to me. She's really like doing a lot of clearing and asking me what I want to clear with her. Um, again, womb wisdom, this is available to every female, um, and can be shared with every male. Um, so that's what I'm doing. Like I'm definitely paying attention to my body at those times and I am honoring it in every single way that I can by resting and doing restorative things and not pushing against the flow of the river. Um, so yeah. So, okay, this book is amazing. It's, uh, I think it's fictional. I don't know. I'm sure there's some truth to it as well. But yeah, again, The Red Tent, it's really, really good. It's going to be in the show notes. It's an amazing introduction to ancient practice, goddess energy, that kind of thing as well, because she she gets into a lot of that too, which is really cool. She does a beautiful job. It's I just finished it. I love it. So, Yeah. So women's rights, folks, it's really important. Women's rights are women's R-I-G-H-T-S as well. Um, It is your right to be within your full feminine power. It is your right to honor your natural cycle. It is your right to honor your body as it asks you to. And it is your right to show up fully for what being a biological woman means and If your right is being squashed, squelched, taken from you, um, diminished in any way, uh, I would encourage you to take it back and reclaim it. Reclaim your feminine power. Reclaim your feminine nature. Reclaim your relationship with um, the, the moon mother. Definitely reclaim your relationship with Lady Death. 
She will be a part of your life until until she's the last thing that you know. Um, yeah. It's such an empowering way to live. It is such a gift that we have within ourselves. We are born with this gift, right? It's not something that we have to work at um, until society puts a bunch of dumps a bunch of nonsense and lies on us and tells us what we have to do with our bodies and how we need to feel about them. But say no, no more, not today. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not listening to anyone tell me about my body. The only person I'm going to let me let talk to me about my body is my own body. And that's how you reclaim your power, right? And looking up at the sky and checking out where the moon is, is an amazing way to do that. So if you're curious um, about how to live in tune with the moon. I'm also going to write a blog post about this, so there might be a little bit different content in there. I tried to cover everything that I wanted to cover here, but there's just definitely so much to say about this. Um, it's really, really important. So ladies, men, give it your attention and give it your curiosity because it's worth it. Um, you can head over to my Instagram if you're curious about what I was posting on there. I've been posting for the last couple of days about women's rights um, and about the moon and things like that. So head over there for more information. And um, as soon as I'm ready to start hosting these like ceremonial gatherings, I will let you know. So sign up for my email list if you want to be included in that and get information about that. I'm going to be making a really cool like freebie that goes along with signing up for my email list. So that's definitely going to be worth your time and your while. Um, but I just want to bless you in this new moon energy and for this next cycle. I'm so glad that I'm a part of your cycle and your life and that you're curious about this kind of thing and that some part of you is willing to honor this wisdom and I know that there's a part of you, and this is your soul nature, that really wants you to honor your womb wisdom as well. And I would encourage you to listen to that part of you. Because she will never lead you to anything that will harm you. She will always lead you to things that will increase your power and your awareness and your joy. And when you harness your energy in a way that is honoring and... um like paying attention, your joy increases because not only do you feel seen by yourself and heard by yourself, but you also have the energy for the things that you want to do with your life because you're planning it accordingly. So that's what I want to say about the new moon. Enjoy it, revel in it, soak it up, rest, do something restorative. Blessings to you. I will see you in the meditation. Welcome to your new moon meditation, a time of stillness, relaxation, and integration. Feel invited to lie down for this meditation. Settle into your space and get comfortable, making any adjustments necessary to fully relax and be still. 
You may find that your energy is heavy now, and that is perfectly natural. Lay your hands with palms facing down to ground. We are reconnecting with our deepest, most inner selves, and we can use the earth to help us ground any excess or external energy that still may be inside or in our aura. Take deep breaths with eyes closed. You can imagine your breath rising and falling, sweeping like an ocean wave, and feel invited to use the Ujjayi Ocean Whisper Breath. Travel through your soma and notice each sensation. How does your energy feel? How does the physical body feel? If it feels contracted or closer in, that is part of this natural rhythm. The dark moon is our time for coming inward and connecting to our intuition and wisdom. Reverse your palms so that they are now face up. Call up the wisdom that you have and continue to integrate into your body and life. You are a wise woman. Be still and know this. Allow for this wisdom to come up to your conscious, receptive mind. It comes with a powerful resonance that is uniquely yours. And it is yours to take forward and out through your unique voice. Now, place your fingertips gently on your forehead, on your third eye chakra. You can gently massage it while asking yourself, what does my intuition want me to know? Repeat this question several times if desired, and then be still and listen. The practice of allowing your intuition to speak and guide you is part of an aligned life. Be patient with yourself as you cultivate this practice. Anytime you wish to tap your inner wisdom, offer yourself stillness and space inside you to feel your intuition rising and leaving a message. Know that it can work and feel in different ways and you will recognize it more as you allow it to come through in all situations of your life. Now, lay your hands on your heart and ask yourself, what does my soul want me to know? What message can I carry through to my life by my unique resonance? Then, listen. You will know it is your higher self speaking to you because she communicates only with love and truth, never negativity. Listen to her. She is you. She is your wild woman and she is the guiding force of your aligned life. Allow yourself to receive these downloads from your wisdom, your intuition, and from your higher self. They will come through just when they are meant to. 
and be free to use what comes through to craft your intentions for the next lunar cycle. Be at peace in stillness for as long as you desire. And when you are ready, move the body slowly to reawaken and come back. Aho. to the journaling portion of this new moon episode. I hope you're ready for these questions. I think they're really, really good ones. Um, I'm going to repeat some of the ones that I asked in jam time because I'd really like you to consider them more deeply. Um, So I have, I have like eight or so questions for you. So as always, take what resonates and leave the rest. Um, Let's get started. What does stillness and silence feel like in my body? Can I offer myself complete stillness and or rest in order to know myself and my cycle more intimately? Do I remember my dreams? If so, can I write them down to see what may be revealed through them? What are some practices I can use to tap into my divine and wild essence? When I ask for guidance, what answers present themselves? Do I trust them? What does my intuition feel like? If I am a woman, how do I feel about my feminine cycle? What has society, my community, and the women in my life offered me to believe, think, and feel about the feminine cycle? If I'm a man listening, how have I been brought up in society and in my family to believe about the feminine cycle? And am I willing to be involved in my female partner's sharing of her feminine cycle? What are my intentions for the next lunar cycle? So if you are going to create ceremony for yourself for this new moon, I would highly encourage you to use these journal questions as part of your ceremony. Like we did near the full moon, um, journaling, sitting quietly, lighting a candle, setting up a crystal grid, um, just taking time to honor yourself and your stillness and your body is, is a very ceremonial and sacred thing to do. So it doesn't have to be anything um, overwhelming or involved to be a ceremony. It really doesn't. It can be as simple as 
journaling quietly um, with something that you find really beautiful around you. Maybe it's like flowers, maybe it's a meal, a special meal that you'll make for yourself. Again, just candles, whatever makes you feel um, safe and special. I would encourage you to do that um, and sit with these questions and be honest about the answers that come up, right? Like this is your time and a journal is your space. So enjoy that. Okay, welcome to the outro, friends. I hope this was a beautiful journey for you. I hope it did take you inward and I hope it did really get you curious about your body and your experience and just the experience about being a woman in general and the power that is there. Um, yeah, if you weren't able to do the meditation as it was offered, please come back to it anytime. If you're building yourself a little ceremonial space, please feel free to use it or to find others. Um, whatever suits you you know it's all here for you the journaling prompts as well and feel free to come back to it um yeah it's we're starting a new time in our lives and I know it feels strange to still be in the pandemic and dealing with um all the things that have come up because of it but there's a lot of opportunity here and there's a lot of opportunity to shift how we've been living and if lunar attunement is something that's coming up for you and that resonates for you, do it. Now is the time. You're so supported in this and there's so many resources and really wise women out there who can encourage you and help you along this journey and I certainly would count myself honored to be one of them. Um, so make the changes, step into it. See what's there for you. I promise you it won't be disappointing at all. Not if you keep a curious and open heart. So anyways, I am continuing with my rest. I'm sitting here talking with a purring cat on my lap who also would love to bite my shiny necklace because why not? Um, since we last spoke, I have adopted a kitten. Her name is Venus. Um, she's definitely a goddess and... Her story is an interesting one. Um, she came to us during Venus retrograde and we adopted her after Venus went direct. So it's it was an appropriate thing. Her name was also Venus before we got her. So it was just very synchronous how it all worked out. But that's what I'm saying. There's always some beauty somewhere that can be uncovered and that can come into our lives. And to do that, we have to make the space. And that is where the death process is so important. And I think... This is a topic for another episode um, because there's so much to say about it and there's a lot of encouragement that I want to leave you with when it comes to it, but do know that we as women embody the life-death-rebirth cycle every single cycle and um, that's a powerful magic that we have. So yeah, that's what I want to leave you with. I wish you so many blessings for this new moon. I would encourage you to spend some time crafting your intentions for what you want to create. 
There are lots of astrology reports out there that you can look up for what this new moon means and what the energy of Leo is like. Um, yeah, make it yours. It's your body and it's your wisdom and it's your life and you're so honored in all of you. So my blessings to you for this new moon, for a restful time, for the wisdom that comes through. May it lead you on and may it lead you strong. Aho. I'll see you next week for the waxing moon final episode of our mini-series on lunar attunement. And until then, much love. Bye.